following contest is scheduled for one Hey, 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 it's your boy KJ, and welcome back to the Roped In Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I know I'm a little late, but you will find out probably through this podcast why I'm late. Uh, I am uh, still a little bit ill, and uh, it has been a slightly problematic for your boy KJ. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I basically, you know what, guys? It's this thing that's going around. It's weird because. The doctor that I went to was kind of like, oh, you know what? It was It's like an epidemic over here. Everyone's getting ill, and it's probably the change of weather. The thing is, it's really hot where I live, right? So it's super, super hot. And then and when I say hot, like we're, we're talking 46 degrees Celsius, 48 degrees Celsius. That's 100 and something in Fahrenheit, like 118, I think. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck uh, the the conversion is. Hold on, I'll I'll do it in a second over here. But yeah, it's it's just basically super hot all the time. And then now, the the weather is kind of like dropped down to to like I would say maybe a cool twenty eight. So so forty eight degrees Celsius is one hundred and eighteen. That's the peak it hit this time, as far as I know. I don't know if it's gone higher. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's like it's it's fucking bonkers and like the weather now i would say is like about a 22 celsius so that's 71 72 so it's the weather is beautiful right now it's really nice but there was a storm about two weeks ago and uh or a week and a half ago and it was like it fucked a lot of shit up and i think like there was a lot of dust or some i don't know what the fuck was in the air but everyone's getting sick so it's like this viral thing, except mine isn't viral. It's bacterial. So I don't know. I got an infection. So I've got a uh, a nice cup of Panadol cold and flu, which is uh, it's like Lemsip, if you know what Lemsip is, uh, but it's Panadol. So I'm, I'm, I've got this on my table here. I just realized Panadol is pretty famous. I don't think I've ever met anyone who doesn't know the brand Panadol. Very interesting. But, yeah, so, uh, this is a fucking wrestling podcast. What am I talking about? So, yeah, so I might, <clears throat> I was just going to say, I might cough a few times. I apologize for that. I'll try and uh, keep it out of your ears. But um, if it does come out, I apologize. So there's nothing I can do about it. And, you know, you're listening to this and you're here for the content, obviously. So uh, why not get right to it? And uh, the first thing I want to discuss is uh we're we're a few weeks not few weeks but we're a little removed from from this and unfortunately some of the topics that i have are slightly stale but i i still do want to i still do want to touch them uh number one i'll start with this one which is moxley versus omega at full gear now i covered full gear with david if you haven't listened to it go listen to that uh, there's uh, a bunch of thoughts that David and I both share about that match. And was it too brutal? Was it, you know, was it appropriate? What was it like? We, we had quite a few, um, our, our discussion was, was lengthy, but we also sort of agreed on the same, I guess, principle. So, uh, 
I don't know. I, I, I feel like that match was too brutal. I don't I'm not sure what they're aiming at or what they want to do or what what their end goal was, but me personally, I feel like the the match didn't need to be that aggressive. It, it felt like the combination of a blood feud, you know? It it felt more like this would be the match you would have after months and months of build and finally just to fucking end it all they do it here and i've heard the counter argument where it's like well you know this is an artist showing his art form and blah blah, blah. and i i'm sorry but i disagree i don't think that match is like the the whole point of building and having mass stipulations is that you build towards the stipulation because the fir- a, sin- a normal singles match is not doing it you build it to another one. You build it to another. For example, off the top of my head, Edge versus Matt Hardy. When Matt Hardy uh, went on into the public and said Lita was cheating on him with Edge, and then uh, Matt Hardy got fired. They they got him back in this thing where it's like, oh, you know, he broke the barricade and he ran in and he attacked Edge. Uh, they they tried having a normal match, but it didn't work out. And then they had to have like a stipulation. So, like that's that's why a stipulation was required in that hell in a cell used to be the thing where it's like okay like you can't contain these people and now it's like okay this is the only way we can we can contain them this is the only thing that we could do now it's like the the hell in a cell is is the final solution we have for you and if it doesn't work here we don't know what the fuck to do and that's why they do hell in a cell now Hell in a Cell has become this thing where it's like, all right, once a year we'll do Hell in a Cell and maybe at WrestleMania, who knows? So I don't like that. I like a stipulation being implemented because a regular singles match was unable to to yield the result that we wanted because these people hate each other, you know? Charlotte versus Sasha Banks worked really well. You know, they built towards it. But I feel like the the planning right now in wrestling... Uh, especially WWE is very like short-sighted. You know, they're not looking towards a few. It's like, okay, how can we make people happy this month? It's like, well, no, build it, build it up for me, build my interest, gain my curiosity. I'm not, I'm not invested at all. So, but coming back to like Mox and and Omega, it was just like that. You need to save that sort of shit, man. You need to sort of save it. It does not work in this capacity. Not for me, at least. So, yeah, that's that's all I'm going to say. Because, like, it, again, David and I went into a lengthy discussion on the Full Gear recap. So if you do want to, you know, find out more of my thoughts, check that out. Um, next topic. CM Punk returns. <laughs> so now the dust is sort of settled and, you know... I'm recording this on a Tuesday, which means tonight there will be WWE backstage and the first one featuring CM Punk as a full-time analyst, not making a surprise return. Uh, I'm shocked. I'm shocked, number one, that he came back. I He was very vocal about doing the audition, but then when they started the show, I was kind of like, okay, I guess he's not he's not part of the crew or he's not joining. Um, I didn't expect him to come out like that, but that's for two reasons. Number one, I expected it, 
if if anything they should have done a proper like you know uh a return on on tv or something i don't know they should have done it big man this is not that big they could have fucking blown the roof and like they should have negotiated for that maybe he didn't want to do that i don't know but if he came out to the ring his music hit came out to the ring and he said I'm back. I'm doing. I guess the crowd might have booed. He's like, I'm back as an analyst. I don't know if I'm ever going to return to the ring. Never say never, because whenever you change the questions or whenever you think you have the answers, I change the culture. You know, which I love that line by the way. Really good. Really well done. So, <clears throat> uh, and if you haven't, there's a YouTube video like following his his steps that day. Leading up to that, that you know, return on on WWE backstage, I uh, the 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 people in the or rather the people at the studio, like Adam Cole and all of them, I feel like they knew because when the music played, they they're all like, "What?" And then you see Adam Cole like air guitaring. It's kind of like, well, he wouldn't do that if he was in genuine shock, you know. So, <clears throat> I, I, I definitely think they knew. But I was surprised. Here's another part of why I'm surprised. I'm surprised that people are not very receptive. People are like, ah, oh, he sold out. Ah, oh, he's, uh, fuck him for going to WWE. Like, he could have gone to EW. Or fuck him for doing this. Or fuck him for doing that. And I, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Because, like, people have been clamoring for him for such a long time. Right, and I'm not saying that the same people that were clamoring for him are the same people that are are kind of like bashing him now. I'm just saying there were people, a large vocal majority, that were that were chanting CM Punk at shows again and again and again. And now that he's back, there's another majority that is like, why the fuck is he back? Why is he here? On, on FS1 for a fucking analyst role. Why isn't he wrestling? Why is uh, CM Punk back in the WWE? Why is he back? Uh, like, it, it, there's so many fucking different questions. And God honest truth, like, if you're fucking... If, if I'm a working man, right? And I'm getting fucking paid by whoever the fuck is paying me, right? And let's say that source is cut. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go do my own thing. And I'm not successful in it. I'm not successful in whatever, be it comic books or UFC or whatever endeavor he he took on. I'm not saying that he's I don't because I, I don't know about the comic books thing. But he was unsuccessful in the UFC, right? As a as a mixed martial artist, he, unsuccessful, unfortunate. So from there, the man goes and and tries something else, right? He tries to to i guess do movies and stuff like that i i haven't seen anything that was noteworthy so i don't know like what his involvement in all that was right but now he's back in something he knows really well he was on like he was really successful as a wrestler very successful he was the longest reigning WWE champion in in the modern era, I believe is what they call it. So 434 days, if I'm not mistaken. So he was very successful. So he knows what the fuck it takes to be a champion. He knows how to be a wrestler. And I think he's back in a very good position where he talks really well. That's what made him popular. That's why everyone loves him. He talks very well 
and now his job requires him to talk about something he did really well. So he talks really well, and he's going to be talking about something he did really well. So it's a win-win. Who the fuck gives a shit about how much money he's making, whether he's sold out? Who the fuck cares that CM Punk is minting cash or if he's making peanuts? Who gives a fuck? That's his personal bank account. They're not taking money out of your goddamn pockets. If if people are upset that, oh, but they fired him on his wedding day and they did this and they did that and blah, 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 blah. Hey, no job is perfect, first of all, right? Maybe the wedding thing, low blow, fuck it. Why does it affect you so much? They didn't fire you on your fucking wedding day. They fired him. If anyone should hold a grudge, it should be that guy. But he's back. And he doesn't, I don't know, maybe he doesn't give a shit anymore. Maybe he matured. Maybe he's the type of person who's like, why hold grudges? I don't give a fuck. That just takes it out of me. I don't need to hold a grudge. If these guys are going to pay me fucking $10 million to for, on a, on a three-year contract and pay me $10 million and be like, all right, here you go. Uh, you're an analyst backstage on FS1 now. Fucking take it. Take it. It makes your life so much easier. Why would you not take it? Just because people will be like, oh, uh, how could you do that, man? Like, fuck it. No, fuck it. Why do you give a shit? He doesn't give a shit. Just fucking support the guy. Why does it fucking matter? I don't understand that. I genuinely do not understand why people are upset that he's back. Makes no sense to me. Are you, are you, do you hate AEW? Sorry, do you hate WWE and love AEW? And AEW is your show. I'm never going to watch WWE again. And AEW is my show. And I love CM Punk. Fucking love that guy. I really want to see him wrestle again. Oh, fuck. But he's, he's on WWE. I fucking hate WWE. I don't want to watch WWE. Fine. I can understand that. If, if you, if you absolutely adore CM Punk, and you really want to see CM Punk back in any capacity, but he's gone to a show that you cannot stand. You, maybe you don't like, you know, stand for their morals or values or, or how they treat their employees or whatever the fuck it is, right? Whatever the fuck it is. If you if you are against WWE for that reason, and CM Punk is your guy and you love him to bits, but he's gone there now and you can't see him again, I can understand that you you'd be annoyed. You know, I get that. I understand that you you want to see your guy and you'd rather he be on AEW, but he's not. So it's up to you, decide. Like, are your are these morals and values that you have that important that you will never watch WWE? Like, then that's fine, man. That's fine. I respect that, you know. But it's unfortunate he's gone there. But to say that, fuck this guy, he's a sellout? Fuck that. Nah. That guy, he's like any of us. Right? If 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 I was in a company that I absolutely despised, right? I'm actually, that's that's my position right now. So I can speak from, from a personal point. I am in a company that I absolutely despise, right? I've been in this job for six years. I have not been paid my dues in six years not gotten a proper promotion to the position that I work for. I do two people's job, 
right? I do enough work for two people to point where I I just there's points where I just give up. I'm just like I can't do this. I'm overwhelmed. There's too much happening at once. And then if if such you know I'll, I'll come across a day where it's just like fuck, I can't do this. I'm too tired and there's way too much to do. I'm not going to do anything. And I do that. I just I'll just not work. And then that catches up and it's like, "Hey, why are you not working?" and you know, it, it's a vicious cycle. But over here, if if because I'm not a resident of this country, if I want to stay here, I have to sort of shut my mouth and and work because I'm on a work visa. If I don't have a job, I don't have the visa, I have to leave the country. So it's it's a bit problematic in that sense. So with that being said, I understand what it's like to hate a con- uh, country. I hate a company. And if CM Punk can hate a company. Okay, so let's say if my company fired me today, right? And if I left, if I hated it so much, I might not come back. I know for a fact. Once I leave this company, I'm not coming back. Number one, because I have no interest in, in the type of work that they give me over here. It's it's aviation. I don't want to do aviation. I, I want to do media, which is kind of why I'm doing this podcast and make videos and all that sort of shit. But point being, if I left, I'm not coming back, right? But if I was working in a media company and I just I hated what was happening with me at that point and I left, but I still love media. I still love creating content, podcasts, videos, whatever the fuck it is. And I leave and they offer me a lucrative sum of money and they're like, listen, you know, we'll give you $10 million for two years, come back. I might come back. And the thing is, CM Punk is hired by Fox, right? So I don't know how much WWE's pull is in it, but there might be. I don't know. I don't know what the details are. I don't give a shit. For me, I'm watching from the perspective of someone who wants to be entertained, and I will be entertained. I will definitely start watching FS1's backstage show 100%. No bones about it. And And that's what they wanted, and they got it. They got audience, and I don't know what the viewership of that show will be now, but I'm sure it'll be really high. So, at least until the you know the shiny new toy that's back is is has lost its its shine. Let's see, let's see what happens there. So, anyways, I've I've rambled on way too much about CM Punk, but those are my thoughts. I, if you agree, please let me know. If you if you don't, please let me know. I want to know what people's thoughts are on this whole cm punk thing because it's very intriguing so if you like it send me a tweet at that kj guy i want to know what like you know what your thoughts are do you like it do you not like it what's going on you know i i i'm very 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 curious to see the different types of people and what their thoughts are so that's it for the news let's start with raw monday night raw Jeez, man, these fucking foreign shows are not great. God, I have like four lines here. <laughs> That's it. That's all that happened on Raw. I can't even think of anything else. Hold on, let me take a let me take a cool sip of my uh, Panadol uh, cold and flu syrup cough not cough syrup but like whatever fuck this is. Take a listen. <sighs> That's still really fucking hot. Ouch. 
Um, so Monday Night Raw, we start off the show. Uh, Charlotte and Becky versus the Kabuki Warriors. Now, uh, let me just say, I've watched this week's Raw. So I'm talking about last week's Raw, right? I've watched this week's Raw, and uh, I'll get into details on the next episode of the podcast. But they, I don't understand why why Charlotte and Becky are teaming, whereas it was meant to be N- Natalia and Charlotte. So, but um, I I understand why on this Raw that I'm covering. Right, but the one that just took place, why are Charlotte and Becky still there? Doesn't make sense, but anyway, so Charlotte and Becky team up for uh against the Kabuki Warriors for the tag team titles because Natalia has some family obligations, she couldn't make it to Manchester, and uh, yeah, it's, it's Charlotte and and Becky. So, uh, in the middle of this match, uh, Bailey and Shayna both interfere, Shayna gets onto the apron, Bailey comes out, attacks Shayna. And then Becky gets distracted, and that allows Asuka to roll her up, and the Kabuki Warriors retain their titles. So we're still doing this whole cat and mouse thing of, like, NXT and blah, blah, blah. So uh, I wonder how this podcast will come out with, uh, you know, people having watched the latest Raw. Uh, Another talking point of Raw, I say talking point loosely, uh, is Lana is now pregnant with Rusev's baby. Oh, so this was horrible, you guys. She comes out. She's put this machka baby in me. Ah, crash, crash, crash. What the fuck, Lana? Jeez, the overacting. Ugh. And then Rusev comes out. He's like, really? Really? Did I come inside you? Wow. Damn. And then fucking Lana gets upset and she starts slapping Rusev around. Lashley comes out. Lashley attacks Rusev. It's like, man, I th- why why are you still chasing after Rusev? Didn't wasn't the whole point to get the fuck away from him? But then here he comes, beat him up, and then they beat him up. And then Lana, like you can hear her on the stage, she's like, I can't believe he thought I was really pregnant. What? What? We all did. But, like, not really. We thought, like, you know, storyline-wise, oh, maybe you're pregnant. Maybe that's where they're going. No one gives a fuck. Really, no one gives a shit. That's how little I care. I was kind of like, I'm just going to go with whatever you say. I'm not going to put an ounce of of thought in what you're saying. Not an ounce of thought. I have no interest in thinking at all about this this segment. If If you tell me she's pregnant, cool, she's pregnant. If you tell me she's about to die, cool, she's about to die. If you tell me Lashley's a woman, well, I see titties. So, you never know. Eric Rowan does something weird. He has like a fucking cage and he's talking. He's like, go, boo, boo, go, go, boo. Go, boo, boo, boo. Kill, kill me now. Just fucking kill me now. Just a week ago, this man was murdering Roman Reigns. And now... And now, this man is baby talking to a fucking box. You have got to be kidding me. Did this really fucking just, did it really take a turn this way? Is he really just, I'm upset. This is horrible. Whatever the fuck the outcome is, this is horrible. I don't know how the fuck they're going to fix this. How the fuck can you turn this into an amazing story? How? 
Unless it's like Luke Harper crammed into that thing. If, if, if That's the only way I'm going to like this. If Luke Harper is in that thing. Or, or if it's like one of the Firefly Funhouse creatures. If he's kidnapped one of the Firefly Funhouse creatures. And Bray Wyatt has to come and save it. That might be cool. Aside from that, this looks like it's going to be fucking horrible. Absolutely dog shit. That's the only thing I can think of. So yeah, he comes, has a match, keeps on the fucking announcement. Oh, this is horrible. I'm just going to stop talking. Sorry. This is, I can't. And then the main event of the evening was Ricochet, Umberto Carrillo. That's how much happened on Raw, by the way. I'm already on the main event. Ricochet, <laughs> Umberto Carrillo, Randy Orton versus the OC. Ricochet is basically, you know, like he's weary of Randy Orton the whole time. And Randy's like, you know, I'm going to. Uh, so basically, this whole match is formed when Umberto and Ricochet are backstage, and the OC come out, and Randy's like, "Oh, don't talk shit because, you know, I'm gonna fuck you up." So this is fucking doesn't make any sense, and they're partners at Survivor Series or some shit. So I guess whatever. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so Randy Orton is is kind of like you know threatening Ricochet the whole time. He's like, "I could do whatever I want," blah blah. blah. And then he, at the end of the match, Ricochet is, uh, he's sort of like on the floor. So is AJ Styles. Ricochet stands up. Randy Orton's standing right behind him, ready to RKO him. Um, AJ Styles stands up behind Randy Orton. Ricochet turns, uh, sorry, Randy Orton turns Ricochet around. Ricochet's like in shock. But Randy RKO's AJ instead, goes to the corner, tags Umberto. Umberto hits the moonsault and picks up a victory over AJ Styles. The OC lose. Ricochet, Umberto, and Randy Orton stand tall. Randy basically tells Ricochet, I can do whatever the fuck I want because I have a new contract. <laughs> no, but he, he basically just, you know, I guess he puts Ricochet in his place of sorts. So, yeah. Oh, God, if you thought Raw was bad, here we go to SmackDown Live. So SmackDown begins with Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode, sorry, Robert Roode, I need to fucking get this right, standing side by side with Baron Corbin, and Baron Corbin is talking shit about how he defeated Roman Reigns, and now he's the leader of the Survivor Series team. And then he calls Roman Reigns out, but instead of Roman's music playing, or rather it plays, but it's it's kind of got an overlay of a puppy bark, which is going to the tune of the music, and and then a man, oh God, this is so difficult to say, a, a mascot sort of thing comes out. Oh God, man, I just, I don't even want to talk about this, it's so bad. But basically, this fucking guy comes out and he's like, oh, look, it's Roman Reigns. And he makes the dog do shit. I don't know who the fuck's writing this. I thought maybe because they were in Manchester, you know, they were like, oh, whatever. Fuck the show. This was garbage. This was so, so fucking bad. It was horrible. And then, oh, God, yeah. And then, so basically, they start a match. Uh, Rude and Ziggler versus Ali and Gable for the spot in the Survivor Series team because uh, they're like, oh, why do Ali and Gable get the spot? We should get it. It should have been us. So they they wrestle, but then in the middle of the match, Roman comes out and uh, he does a drive-by to Baron Corbin at some point and 
that allows Ali and Gable to retain their spots in the Survivor Series men's team. So, yeah, cool. Woo. They didn't even, like, have to qualify to make the team or anything. Like, this was just, like, thrown together. Like, when NXT first invaded, that first episode of SmackDown was so fucking amazing. And it's just been downhill since. It's been downhill since. It's so bad. They could have, like, no one had to earn their spots. No one had to, like, you know, put their differences aside and shit. Like, look at look at what they're doing on NXT with the whole War Games thing with, like, Dominic Dijakovic. And I'm jumping ahead, but Dijakovic and, and Keith Lee, they sort of had to put their differences aside because they hated each other. or they, they were in this, like, fucking battle and, and they shook hands. And so, so, like, you know, you see weird alliances, but there's a reason for it, you know? Over here, it's kind of like, well, they fucking just, they, they all hate each other. So, if NXT doesn't win now, I don't know what the fuck to say. I don't even know who the NXT team is. So, I don't know. I don't know. But it's just, like, also haphazard. And, like, the even the NXT, like, invading and stuff is kind of like, meh. You know, it's... Eh. It's like, okay, you did it once. Stop fucking doing it again and again. Do you remember when, I think it was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus The New Day. And then suddenly in the middle of the match, fucking Sierra Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta, Shield. That music hit. And I fucking lost my mind. I was like, what? I did not. I knew they were going to come out and attack. Because I, I think Raw had not attacked SmackDown yet. But... When that happened, I was like, oh, shit. And it was amazing. But now it's kind of like you did it for every fucking episode. It's lost its charm. You overdid it. What? Whatever. Big E and Kofi Kingston versus The Revival for the tag team title match. The Undisputed Era come out. And attack, so the match ends in a no contest. So, uh, yeah, the I guess the rematch that the revival somehow got out the window. I feel so bad for those guys. Please send them back to NXT. Please, they were amazing in NXT. Please go back to NXT. Please. Uh, then we have a match between Bailey and Nikki Cross for a spot on the women's Survivor Series team. And I believe there was only one spot left. So it's kind of like, okay, uh, obviously Nikki Cross gets this somehow. But, uh, and, and this was apparently Sasha's idea. She's like, oh, she's going to earn it against Bailey. I'm like, okay, big shit. I could probably take Bailey. So whatever. Uh, but yeah, quickly in the match, Shayna Baszler interrupts. Bailey starts running away from Shayna. But on the other side, she bumps into Tegan Knox, Rhea Ripley, Dakota Kai, and Mia Yim, who all come out and are standing there. Sasha comes out, attacks Shayna in the ring. Nikki, Carmella, and Dana Brooke all challenge the the NXT girls, the four NXT girls. And then in this match, uh, Dakota Kai actually takes a pinfall loss to Nikki Cross, giving the SmackDown woman the momentum, let's say. And uh, yeah, this this was... I, I wish... I didn't want to see this. I didn't want to see any sort of multi-person tag match before Survivor Series. What the fuck are you even doing? You know, it's like, it's it's a four-on-four. Four. You just have one more person to add. It's like, what the hell? You might as well just have that match now then. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And then the, oh, again, nothing fucking happened. Miz TV with Daniel Bryan. 
Bray Wyatt shows up on the Titantron while Brian is trying to explain to people that we're both mentally unstable and you don't know what happens and blah, blah, blah. And Miz and Brian are going back at it. And I kind of like this where even though I feel like Brian might be a baby face and Miz is also probably a baby face, um, I still like the fact that they don't like each other, you know? It's not like, oh, we're both baby faces, so we're friends now. But uh, yeah, it was it was a it was a good promo by Daniel Bryan, but I I couldn't tell what sort of promo it was. I can't tell if it was you know a good guy promo or a bad guy promo, but it it was a good promo nonetheless. So uh, yeah, and then Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse thing pops up, and he's like you know Daniel, he he pulls out uh, the blue Universal title, which is you know because of SmackDown, uh, pulls it out of his uh, toy box, and he's like all right. You know, would you like to play with this? And Daniel's like, only if you put that on the line, I'll I'll have a match with you. And I think Bray's like, do you remember what you did or something? So again, I hope it's alluding to Daniel Bryan leaving the Wyatt family all those years ago, and Bray's like now out for revenge. So I like that. And uh, yeah, so when when Bryan makes a challenge, Bray Wyatt screams, yes, 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 and then. The Miz makes it official for Survivor Series? Who gave Miz the authority? Miz is like, okay, there you have it. Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt at Survivor Series. I was like, wait, who are you? What? How did you How did you know it's a Survivor Series? Why not next week? How is it Survivor Series? Did you just take a guess and you happen to be right? Or are you a, a authority figure? Who a lot, like it's the small shit that really annoys me. It's the small tiny things that you could just fucking fix. Just have the show go off. Don't have Miss say anything. That's it. It's easy fucking fix. Why is the Miss talking? Let it just let it let the show end with Bray Wyatt screaming yes. Simple. But nope, not gonna listen to me, are ya? Moving on to better shows, NXT and AEW, the Wednesday Night War. Let's start with NXT. We kick the show off with Angel Garza and Leo Rush. And this was a fucking amazing match. Like, holy shit. So there's a spot where Angel Garza is standing on the top rope in the corner with Leo Rush in his arms in a fallaway slam position. Not only does Angel Garza complete the fallaway slam, but he holds on to him and does a moonsault in the process. I, I don't even know how the hell you like. I I get it. Leo Rush is a small man, but that is still very fucking impressive. That was such a fucking cool move. Leo Rush hits Angel Garza with the final hour, which is that you know he bounces off the bottom rope and does a a cutter but uh garza kicks out leo rush kicks out of the wing clipper which is garza's finisher and then leo rush hits the final hour frog splash but garza's foot was on the bottom rope but then leo rush pulls up even more and garza's foot gets moved from the bottom rope and gets rolled up garza is immediately just so mad that leo rush got that pin because 
he he felt it obviously he knows that his foot was on the rope i don't know why he didn't turn around and yell at the ref but you know that's fine it's excusable he was he was mad so uh that was an amazing fucking match leo rush retains his title what a fucking great match so good both of these guys excellent i want to see more from both of them i'd like to see a rematch oh yeah i'd 100 percent. this is how you do it folks i want to see a rematch amazing amazing stuff uh finn Balor then comes out and talks shit he's like oh johnny gargano can't handle a little you know injury that i gave him like two weeks ago or three weeks ago he's he's out of commission and then he talks shit to matt riddle and he's like he he sort of goes like something about like oh you know i'm gonna fucking show riddle or something meaning that you know this is the match that's gonna happen at takeover because johnny gargano is injured so uh which is unfortunate because that would have been fucking amazing match but yeah so riddle comes out attacks finn balor and then from the darkness out comes the undisputed era who attack riddle out come lee and tommaso champa for the save and then they're standing in the ring uh keith lee basically challenges adam cole but roddy strong steps up and he's like listen you uh, adam cole he deserves a break and he's been he's been wrestling like on raw and smackdown and nxt and and you know what i'm gonna face you and i love that i love the fact that he stepped up and not all heels are cowardly and sometimes heels are just dumb you know and he's like i'm gonna fucking take you and i'll show you and unfortunately you know roddy strong gets gets beaten up and lee gets a pin over roddy strong which could mean a North American Championship uh, title match in the near future for Keith Lee. I imagine they would do that maybe after War Games. So, uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, so after the match, Undisputed Era, Champa, Lee all end up in a brawl. Uh, Undisputed Era obviously numbers advantage, so uh, they start winning. But then Dominic Dijakovic comes out and saves them. And Dajakovic says, if you're going to war, count me in. He shakes Ciampa's hand, and then Keith Lee steps up to him. Both men shake hands, and they're like, okay, here we go. You know? So, uh, yeah. But uh, here's the thing. Here's the interesting thing, which I guess means something very obvious, that uh, the fourth member was never going to be Dominic Dajakovic. The fourth member... It was always going to be someone else. A surprise, I guess. Maybe Valentin Dream. Maybe he's cleared. I don't know. I don't know what his situation is. But, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, basically, uh, Riddle has left the match. They announce it on, uh, on the show. They say Riddle's left the match to face Finn Balor. So there's still a spot open. So, yeah, I'm... I'm excited i'm guessing it's going to be velveteen dream who might be cleared but i don't know what the extent of his injury is so let's see uh and then we we get a shot of the outside where we see marina shafir jasmine duke and candice LeRae are all laid out we're like hmm i wonder who that could be and then we see oh we also see a brawl between uh pete dunn damian priest and killian dane before any match takes place, but uh, this time Damien Priest is the one left standing tall. So I guess this might be a triple threat match at War Games. Again, I don't know. They've yet to announce so much stuff, and this go home show of NXT will be nuts. <clears throat> and uh, our main event of the evening 
was Mia Yim versus Io Shirai in a ladder match. Both these women had a fucking great match. Uh, they used the ladders, but there was also a lot of like regular wrestling, which uh, which I guess I kind of liked. But I feel like because I was doing something while working, and this is probably on me more than anything. That every time I looked at the screen, it was kind of like, oh, they're just wrestling. So yeah, that's that's pretty much on me. But uh, <clears throat> we see we see a crazy spot between Io and Mia. Where Mia's got, oh boy, this, thinking about it, ooh, Mia's got a ladder held up to her face, and Io does a dropkick onto the ladder, but accidentally, the ladder really hits Mia's face, and it busts her wide open, like, blood immediately, you know, but that fucking champion, oh my god, so obviously the referees and everything, they're just, you know, making sure she's okay, uh, in, in this basically allows Dakota Kai to come out. Um, Io is kind of like doing her thing. <clears throat> um, sorry, there's a slight tickle in my voice. Uh, my throat, rather, not my voice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, Dakota comes out uh, when Mia's ready to go again. She tries to help Mia. But then Kaylee Ray comes out, pushes Dakota into the steps, gets into the ring, Pushes Mia Yim off the ladder onto another ladder, breaking it. And then she helps Io win the ladder match, giving Shayna Baszler's team, I guess, the the advantage in the War Games matchup. So that was fucking crazy. Really fucking crazy. And then Shayna comes out onto the stage, and as Shayna's pointing and, and acknowledging that this is going to be her team for War Games... Uh, which would mean Bianca, Io, and Kaylee. By this time, Bianca's in the ring. While she's pointing and acknowledging them, out comes Bailey, who smacks Shayna Baszler with a chair, dropping her. And then Bailey kind of runs, but Bianca's so fast she like reaches her. But Bailey's kind of like, and then and she runs, and then yeah. So Shayna's left laid out on the floor. So. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, uh, Kaylee Ray, uh, she's uh, the NXT UK Women's Champion. Lovely person. I've met her. Uh, she she actually showered in our shower uh, when we were in New York. So we were staying with uh, Wolfgang, uh, who who some of you may know as the the NXT UK Tag Team Champion, one half. And uh, Wolfgang was staying with us because his uh, Mrs. Molly Spartan, she's uh, a friend of ours. And we were all staying together and, and uh, Wolfgang was uh, was there and he invited Piper and uh, Kaylee Ray to shower and get changed before their flight back to, I believe they were going back to the UK. So they, they all gather at our house. I, had, uh, I spoke a few words, asked her if she needed anything. Lovely person, very very nice, very pleasant. So uh, it's good to see her on TV on USA making her debut. Excellent. Uh, wish her nothing but the best, and she she looked good in what she did. You know, she pulled out whatever she needed to, and she 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 did it. And I think I think she was really good. So might be a slight bias, but whatever. <laughs> so yeah, uh, 
she comes out on TV and does all this. It's amazing, you know. It's 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 great to see that this is the team and they've got like people from different places. So they've got someone from the UK, they've got Io Shirai, they've got Bianca Belair, and uh, Shayna Baszler, obviously, you know, a, a recognizable name. And then they end it with Bailey coming out. I guess they could have done a little more, but you know what? With all this invasion and stuff, I think I'm okay with ba- Bailey just like smacking that chair and running away. I'm okay with that. So let's leave it at that. <clears throat> so yeah, so that's WWE getting into AEW. The show starts off with a video package of what we saw at Full Gear. Uh, <clears throat> something really interesting that I really liked was a small attention to detail where they didn't show the highlights of uh, the unsanctioned match, which, you know, I guess in the world of kayfabe was never meant to happen. And <clears throat> that's why it's not going to be included in the, the package because, you know, that was a lights out match. Like that, that wasn't meant to happen, but you still had it. So, you know. Here you go. We're we're gonna let you have your match, but it's it's not gonna be acknowledged in the in the books. So there's no point in showing the highlights, which I really liked. So <clears throat> so they they left the the unsanctioned match out of the video package. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel bad for this, but there are two points in the show where Jr. calls the show fully loaded. Is there full gear? Like I don't remember when the last time a fully loaded was there. Like, uh, how many years has it been since there was a fully loaded show? <laughs> but, you know, JR is a legend. you got to respect him. <laughs> but, yeah, he calls it fully loaded multiple times, like, uh, at least twice. At least twice to my count. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So, John Moxley comes out, and he has a match with Michael Nakazawa. In just over a minute, he, he polishes him off takes the microphone and basically gives a warning to the AEW locker room and uh, later on in the show Darby Allen accepts John Moxie's um, I guess invitation to have a match so uh, next week which is this week we will see Darby Allen versus John Moxley that should be quite an interesting match uh, I'm assuming Moxie's going to go over but I would like to see what crazy shit Darby Allen gets up to in that match um we then see a match between uh, Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt versus the Dark Order. Uh, the Dark Order win. After the match, Evil Uno tries to recruit Marco Stunt. But in the middle of his recruitment, uh, Jungle Boy interferes. And uh, this sort of, you know, this, this starts to become some fucking tension. Luchasaurus comes out, making his big return. Comes out, destroys the entire Dark, dark Order. And uh, the three, I guess, dinosaurs kind of all stand victorious. So uh, I don't know what to call them. Sorry. But uh, yeah. So Luchasaurus is back. Uh, I really like Luchasaurus. I, I, want, I want to see more of him and bring him back into the tag team title picture. You know, uh, I'd, I'd like to see that. <clears throat> uh, we see Ali standing at the foot of the ramp with Tony Schiavone being interviewed. But then <clears throat> the lights go out. Awesome Kong and Brandy come out. So, uh, Brandy Rhodes is there. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know why, but while Awesome Kong was walking down the ramp, Allie just took a shot at her. Maybe she was going to go to the ring, walk right past you, Allie. You know, maybe wait and see. But Allie was like, nope, I'm going to get one over her first. Uh, but, you know, to no avail. 
Brandy and Kong take out Ali, and then uh, Kong cuts a lock of her hair and uh, keeps as a souvenir. And you could kind of see like Brandy Rhodes was looking for whatever I guess the the what is it called? I was gonna say attachment. Uh, the extension. That's what it is. Extension. So I guess she was looking at the extension that was. You know, glued to her scalp or whatever. Fucking, they. I don't know what girls do, but yeah. <clears throat> Obviously, don't know jack shit about hair because I have none. But uh, yeah, they 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 cut off a very specific part of her hair and uh, and keep it as their own a little souvenir. We then see Chris Jericho come out and uh, he he asks for a thank you, but not from this shitty Nashville crowd. But then MJF comes out to Cody's music. <clears throat> MJF tells the crowd that Cody is selfish and uh, MJF and Jericho basically get into this whole like back and forth with um, do you want to join the inner circle? Do you want me to join the inner circle? Do you want to join the inner circle? Do you want me to join the inner circle? And they just keep going back and forth with each other. And this was kind of like a page out of uh, Owens and, and Jericho, like Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho, where they did that in WWE and... Uh, they did this whole thing where he's, you know, you know who's a jackass? Cody Rhodes. But the, and it was weird because they they said Cody Rhodes. I thought Rhodes was part of WWE. I don't know. But uh, they both they both do that. And I remember Jericho and Owens did that in WWE about Roman Reigns. Uh, Jericho even makes a a reference to uh, Juventud Guerrero, which was really funny uh, <laughs> because. Uh, and it's even funnier for me because, like, obviously I, I review Thunder and I've watched Jericho and Juventud Guerrero so many times. It's like, oh, God. So the fact that he made a reference to him was really funny. Uh, got a pop out of me. Then well, while MJF and, and Jericho are making fun of Rhodes or Cody or whatever fuck to call him, uh, Cody comes out. He's stopped by the, the, I guess, the security or whoever the fuck it is. And they're like, no, 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 no. You can see the stitches on his head. But Cody goes into the ring anyways, attacks both MJF and Jericho, drops Jericho with a power slam. Uh, he starts going to MJF, who's in the corner. But then Wardlow makes his debut. That's a pretty bad name. But yeah, Wardlow makes his debut, attacks Cody. And then with his tie, <coughs> he sort of hangs him over the top rope. And uh, Cody's stitches reopen. I guess you guys could hear like my voice is slowly going, and uh, I've paused a few times to to <clears throat> to clear it, uh, but uh, I need to I need to power through this somehow or the other and get get this done because gotta get this out. <clears throat> we then see uh, Neville versus uh, Hangman Adam Page. Neville gets his win back, which is weird because we just watched a pay per view for this match. Why are we watching this match again? But okay, as long as this is the the end of their feud i'm okay with it so i guess we find out next week if uh, this was a good idea or bad idea uh we see a brawl between the proud and powerful and the young bucks backstage they they keep brawling until they come out onto the main stage <clears throat> they uh the the proud and powerful put matt jackson through a stage piece uh which was the same stage piece that they put the rock and roll express through and then while they're attacking Nick, Brandon Cutler comes out, and they're like, okay, we leave, and then they turn around, they beat up Brandon Cutler as well, but then Private Party come out to the rescue, and uh, that's when things sort of dissipate, and 
and everyone leaves. So uh, I guess private party versus proud and powerful should be there's a lot of peas, lots of peas. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, th this should be. I mean, tag team division is awesome. I do really like the Lucha Brothers. So I want to see more of them. But this is this should be pretty good as well. <clears throat> and then our main event of the evening was SCU versus Jericho and Sammy Guevara for the tag team titles. Daniels, Christopher Daniels, who's now back, uh, does the SCU promo at the start of the match. But this was so awkward and weird. Uh, the crowd wasn't really chanting, and he kept expecting them to chant. And he was doing some singing, which was really weird, but it didn't go well. And they're, uh, I don't like it. I didn't like their entrance. It's really bad. I'm sorry to say. Really, really bad. Just figure out something that's catchy. This is just way too much. And I don't know if he was trying to kill time or what he was trying to do, but he was. He seemed to be stalling so much. It was not good. Uh, <clears throat> so the match ends when Scorpio Sky retains the titles for his team by rolling up Chris Jericho because of an interference of uh, Jake Hager and uh, Christopher Daniels attacks him too. And I guess that distracted Jericho which allowed you know Scorpio Sky to roll him up and uh, Scorpio Sky is actually the first person to pin Chris Jericho in AEW how about that so uh yeah uh so that was AEW <sighs> man this is tough because and this is the one week I decided not to put the post. I was like, no, I'm not going to put the poll up on Twitter because like, it's just going to infuriate me. But I guess I needed it for this one because I can't decide what was the better show. I mean, Garza versus Rush was amazing. The latter match was really good. Um, Dajakovic coming out to save those guys. Also really good. Uh, Lee versus uh, Roderick Strong, even though I figured Lee was going to get the win, was a good match. Uh, and a lot of development. There was a surprise with Kaylee Ray. So that was good. But then AEW had, I guess, uh, the return of Luchasaurus, right? The debut of Wardlow. That whole segment with Jericho and MJF was amazing. It was really good. I wouldn't say amazing, but it was really good. I feel like they dragged it on for a little bit too long. So they could have like they could have finished it up earlier. But it was in my opinion, I really liked it. Uh it was funny. I was laughing. Uh at all the shots they were taking each other, so that was good. Neville versus Page was okay, I guess. I wasn't really invested in it because I just watched it at the pay per view, so I was like, okay, again. The brawl was good. And uh, the main event was all right with, with Sky getting the win. That was interesting. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'm going NXT. I guess this week I'm going NXT. And, again, both shows are good. It's just I feel like NXT etched it out a little bit better. And, you know, Mia Yim being the trooper that she is, I'm going to – I might just give it to NXT for this one. So, uh, yeah, that is – the the winner of this week but with that being said i think it's time to get into five of the week
five of the week. Trailing this list is Angel Garza at number five. Why? Because Angel Garza has has just blown up in my in my opinion. I think his match was amazing. His his character work is great. I think he's a very talented wrestler, and I was so impressed, so impressed. And and Leo Rush gets credit too because it takes two to tango, but Angel Garza really really out like I I I've watched some of his matches for the Breakout Superstar Tournament and stuff, and I was like okay he's a good wrestler, but this match was awesome. So yeah, Angel Garza trailing this list. Number four this week goes to MJF. MJF, who is uh, going to be top-tier talent, no doubt. No doubt about it. He's going to be main champion sooner or later. Again, refer to AEW Full Gear uh, for, for more thoughts on that. But uh, the whole thing that he did and then allying himself with this monster, Wardlow. Um, I, th I think I just said monster. It's a manster. A man monster, monster. Uh, but yeah, so he's he's got like muscle to protect him and stuff. That's just gonna elevate him, make him seem more important. I like that. MJF number four. Curious to see how he goes forward. Number three, the proud and powerful. Yep, <clears throat> Santana and Ortiz. They beat the shit out of him. They beat the shit out of the Bucks, and the Bucks initially started off beating them up. But then they got taken to the main stage and, you know, proud and powerful Stan Victorious beat the hell out of them. So they're really booking these guys well, because now I'm just like, holy shit, who's going to beat these guys? They look so tough. So, yeah, proud and powerful. Number three. Number two this week goes to Daniel Bryan. That promo was excellent. I like that I don't know if he's turning babyface or if he's still kind of heel-ish and and the thing is it's sort of like I feel like he's he is sort of babyface because he's not teaming up with Sami Zayn but maybe he's just a selfish babyface or selfish heel or he doesn't want to team up with other people there's I don't know I apologize for the sniffles guys but yeah Danny Bryan number two because he did a great job so uh Number one this week goes to Mia Yim. Let me explain. Nobody liked her, right? When she had her whole feud with Shayna Baszler, every podcast that I heard, people were just lukewarm or they're just like, ah, whatever. She took that ladder to the face and ironically one year since Becky Lynch had her face broken. I'm not saying she's going to reach the heights of Becky Lynch, but I think everyone respects her a lot more that she finished that match took the bump that she did at the end of that match she she had a great ladder match and I was invested in Mia Yim and then she comes out on Smackdown like a fucking soldier where she could have taken some time off and been like listen you need to recover you have a pay-per-view coming up you know nope she went to Smackdown had a match at Smackdown did the whole thing showed up for work respect major respect Mia Yim number one no no doubt about it all right, folks, it is now time for KJ's Q&A. All right, first question. At Ali Oso, Ali Osatian, 
This is on the 16th of November, so I hope you wished him. Ollie asks, what did you get Ollie for his birthday? I got you that big dick, if you know what I mean. <clears throat> he likes dick. So, uh, I fucking miss Ollie. I really do. We haven't podcasted in a while because he's been abroad. He was at Full Gear, so, you know, fucking uh, the hero formerly known as Neck at Carrie Neck. Who is better slash you like more? Okay, so he's just uh, he's like don't think, just answers. Give me a rapid fire. Okay, here we go. Uh, Banks or Bailey? Banks. White family or Australian society? White family. Reigns or Rollins? Rollins. Ollie or Ian? Ollie. Uh, <laughs> I love you, Ian. <laughs> Triple H or Shawn Michaels? Shawn Michaels. Ah, Triple H. Ah. Adam Cole. Danny Bryan. Adam Cole. This is ah fuck. Bonus question: Soul Train Jones or La Parka? La Parka, La Parka for me. Ooh. Oh man, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. That's tough, man. That's tough. I know I said Shawn, but I fucking love Triple H. Triple H is amazing. It's top three wrestlers of all time for me. Honestly, his character work is unparalleled. It's so fucking great. So much like, just I love it. I love it. <clears throat> uh. Cami Hutton at Fat Parallel, what is the best Survivor Series 5 on 5 match you have seen? Personally, I love the Authority vs. Team Cena. That was also one of the last few times I cared about Ziggler. That's interesting because that's the one where Sting debuted. Uh, I, re okay, I, I never remember uh, who the participants were in this match. I'd have to fucking find it. So uh, I'm, I'm going to try and stall. But basically, it was the one where... Uh, who was it? Roman Reigns. It was a shield. The shield was in it, right? And uh, it was. I, I'm gonna say this was like maybe 2016 or something. So the the shield were in it. I remember Goldust was in it. Uh, who else was there? Um, I'm gonna say Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I think it was Rey Mysterio. Uh, yeah, okay. So, here, yeah, here we go. Yes, this is the one. So, we've got The Shield. So, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, uh, and Seth Rollins. And the real Americans, so Cesaro and Jack Swagger, who were against the Road Brothers. So, Cody Rose and Goldust, Rey Mysterio, and the Usos, right? I believe Goldust and Rey Mysterio were left at the end. And Roman Reigns was the only one left on the end of the the other team, right? <clears throat> now, uh, this match was in 2013, so this is before everyone started hating Roman Reigns and stuff. So this is like you know back then. And I remember I popped so hard when when Reigns got the victory because I was like, yes, these guys are fucking awesome. And the Shield was rising, and I was surprised that you know they let that Roman Reigns win this one on his own. So I was like, fuck yeah. I do believe there was something awkward that happened at the end of this match where Roman went into the corner and he spat, but like the spit just stayed on his face or something. I don't remember exactly, but there was something really weird that happened to Roman like that before. And I think it was at the end of this match. He looks so cool and then he spits and it's like, ah, fuck. It was so bad. <laughs> uh, Zachary Marsh at Prinny God 13 If CM Punk joined Team Raw SmackDown, would you be rooting for them or NXT? Uh, CM Punk wouldn't sway my decision. I would still root for NXT. I am rooting for NXT on all fronts. So, uh, 
Yeah. Uh, Adam Cole's my guy. He's my top tier superstar. So uh, I'm, I'm going to root for Adam Cole wherever he is. And uh, NXT is where he is. So if he's in the 5 on 5 match, Adam Cole, baby. I got NXT. So nope. Punk will not sway my decision. <clears throat> Oliver Drake, 1 2 3. Ollie, 1 2 3. I assume it's too late for the podcast, but listening to the Pot of Thunder, what section is your mania ticket? Oh, I answered this. I have no idea. I just left it up to the Inside the Ropes gang and uh, let them figure it out and I will sit wherever. I don't care. As long as I'm with my pals, that's all I give a shit about. It could be up in the fucking sky or it could be like near the floor. It doesn't matter. It could be in the fucking ring. I don't care. As long as I'm with my friends, that's what matters. I need Ollie beside me and we're going to have the two salty popcorn because that's our thing. <laughs> uh, holy shit, how do I pronounce your name, bro? Uh, I know it's Cyprian, but Q <clears throat> at Cyprian underscore nineteen fourteen. Uh, it's not a question. Then why the fuck are you asking? But it came to my mind today. Imagine if the Fiend was on NXT. Um, the Fiend would be good on NXT. I, I think they on NXT they book stuff really well. But. Uh, is it the is it the end all be all? Um, like, see if if they had fucked up the character of the fiend, I would have said yes. You know, fiend on NXT would be amazing. But I think they're doing an okay job with it so far. So you know, I'm okay. Leave it leave it where it is. It's absolutely fine. You know, they I don't think they've they've fucked anything up just yet. When they do, yeah, send them to NXT, please. Don't don't ruin it. But I think they're I think they're doing okay right now, so you know don't don't fuck anything up that that doesn't need modification. Let's say you know don't don't if it works let it let it go. Okay, that's it for your question, you guys. Thank you so much for sending your questions. Very very appreciated, like always. Ah, um, so it is now time for the trivia, and uh, it's funny because. All of you, well, okay, so there, there are three guesses this time, right? The Two of the guesses were Daniel Bryan, and one of them was The Miz. And unfortunately, you guys, you are all wrong. I, I assume that the yes chance by the crowd sort of, you know, they, they swayed you a little bit. So here, here is the person with no audio enhancements. Check it out. And uh, yeah, this is this is who it is. You don't get it. This is my ring. I own this ring. I own that WWE World Championship belt. That's mine. That's not yours. And sooner or later, you're gonna come to the terms of the fact that I own you. Oh yeah. May take you a while, pal, but you're gonna realize it. I own you. This is the problem with uh, rich snobs like you. You think you own everything. I'm not a rich snob, I'm a freaking billionaire, okay? There's a big difference. Big, big difference. It don't change the fact that you're a jerk. You don't own me. You don't own this 
we own this. We being me and all my supporters. You people think you own this? It sounds like they know it. Roman Reigns. That's right. Roman Reigns was the the audio clip because uh you know, he was so well known for his yes chance. Now, uh I I purposely put that in there because I knew that the yes chance would probably like confuse you guys and it did. Haha. Gotcha. Uh so that that was that we now here is here is um someone uh talking to to Rob Van Dam can you guess who is who's trying to hype RVD up hey dummy I want something from you dumb man I want something from you too your title really yeah. in all serious Rob I uh want to come here and say this to you between you and me I think you've got an amazing gift you have an unbelievable amount of talent. Every time you go out to that ring, you give those people everything you got. And you never leave them wanting more. I admire that a great deal. If I may be so bold as to say, you, uh, quite frankly, you remind me of a younger. There's only one problem. I think you're missing just one very important thing. Enlighten me. Send in your trivia responses to at Roped in Pod. It'll be the pin tweet on top, and see if you can guess who this one was because uh, this one is uh, a bit of a doozy. Because I'm not actually, you know what? I'm not going to say anything else. And now we are at the final segment, which you guys have all been waiting for: the fantasy league points breakdown. Uh, so it is. Right now, you're eligible to to submit your teams for the WWE TLC month. So if you want to play in the Fantasy League for for, uh, WWE TLC, you can do so by by leaving your team of five along with your chosen champion of those five superstars on the pinned tweet at that KJ guy. Select your team and, uh, you know... Hopefully you get to leave a uh, a a trash talking audio clip as uh, Cami Hutton and as uh, Mr. Sharif Eid did not too long ago. <clears throat> so here here are the leaders of this week, and uh, I don't see. I mean, the top two could still fluctuate, but um, yeah, we're we're. Remaining remaining people are quite far off. So uh, third place this week goes to Milne, nineteen eighty nine. Uh, he has eighty six points. In um, congratulations, you are third with eighty six points. Second position goes to Reese J M, who is doing a fantastic fucking job. Uh, he has one hundred and thirty one points. So Reese is actually, you know what, Reese is. Um, he's he's played this before. And he's doing a really good job. And if you guys remember, I mentioned earlier that if we have 
uh, one winner per, let's say, uh, you know, uh, per month, and there's no no one who wins it twice. So that'll be the leader. If you win it twice and everyone else wins it once, whoever wins it twice will get the the jersey, right? But if you win it uh, once and everyone else wins it just one time, I'm still calculating your total points. So whoever gets the highest total points, if everyone has one win under their belt each, uh, you will get the jersey. So that's that's kind of how it works. And Reese is pretty up there. Reese is doing a bang-up job. So I think he might be in the lead right now. But there's still a long way to go. So let's see. <clears throat> uh, and the first position goes to at God 13 Zachary Marsh. Zachary has a 150 three points that's 18 points no sorry that's more that's that's 22 points more than reese so it's not unattainable but he's pretty up there i don't even know what the fuck my points are i was too embarrassed to even look i i think i've got lacey evans who hasn't wrestled a fucking match so i don't know what the fuck is going on i'm really upset but <clears throat> yeah that's uh that's a cause for another day so uh, let's see let's see what happens there thank you so much guys i apologize for how bad my voice sounds and and how i guess you know i don't know if it sounds choppy and stuff uh you know in post <clears throat> but I've, i'm just recovering and i want to put this podcast out as soon as possible because you know some of you awesome fucking people are listening to this weekly and uh, be it for the fantasy league for my breakdown of stuff for whatever fucking segment you guys listen out for uh it's it's it it humbles me it makes me feel really nice and i i want to give you this content because you know you guys are tuning in weekly so i want to make sure that the podcast comes out every saturday but unfortunately i was just really sick i did the the tough mutter run and it uh you know i was sick that day i was actually sick the day before and then i still did the run like an idiot which i, I mean you know what i'm I'm happy i did it i'm glad i did it and i pulled through and you know I, we weren't the last or anything like that so we we did a good job for for a first time and uh once we finished the race we're kind of like you know what i'm uh like I'm now I'm not feeling well. Now it's gonna settle in. It's gonna kick in. When I slept that night, it fucking hit me like a ton of bricks. So uh, I got I got pretty sick. <clears throat> I'm still recovering, and I apologize for for how bad my voice sounds again. Uh, but please make sure you subscribe to this podcast, and uh, if you're using Apple iTunes, please leave a five star review. It helps, you know. It helps reach people if you do, and it, it goes up in the rankings, and it, it it means a lot, you guys. So, so please, if you're using Apple, and if not, you know, the RSS feed is is available uh, across, I believe, like every podcast app. I there was a problem with Spotify, I believe. So, I need to check that out. I don't know what the fuck is going on with Spotify, but uh, yeah, the, if you use any podcast app, I personally use Overcast. I I think it works pretty well. Um, but yeah, any any app. So just you know, uh, download every week. Keep it on auto download, so it it comes through and you can listen to it whenever you'd like. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, again, uh, thank you so much, and uh, please make sure you follow at Roped in Pod at that KJ guy across all major social media platforms. 
and uh yeah that's that's about it that's that's all the plugs i can think youtube.com forward slash that kj guy i always forget something i and i never write this shit down but yeah youtube.com forward slash that kj guy uh check check out the the reaction video that i did for crown jewel that was a lot of fun it's quite funny it's almost hit 2000 views so that's that's really nice uh yeah so i'll see you guys earlier because this is coming out a little later so i'll see you on saturday with another podcast and uh, it will be the one before survivor series and if you don't know i am doing the survivor series review with andrew pisano of at wrong wrestling so he has a podcast called what's wrong with wrestling they're a comedy podcast that uh, basically make fun of anything that's bad in wwe and uh, i mean they rip on wrestling it's it's that's their whole gimmick. They just they they take the show and they talk shit about it, and it's fucking hilarious. And uh, they're they're lifetime fans of wrestling, and they're so good. And Andrew Pisano was actually on the the Edge and Christian podcast for quite some time. He had won a competition because of his impressions. So if you listen to Edge and Christian's podcast, you know him. And Andrew and I are friends. We've known each other for a few years now. Uh, I started off listening to their podcast and, you know, we just happened to bump into each other, meet each other at WrestleManias and stuff. So great guys, great guys. So Andrew Pisano will be reviewing Survivor Series with me and I'm very, very excited to have him on. He's, again, a, a great personality on the podcast. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. And since you're still here, KJ out. Mm-hmm.